Hello, my friend. How are you doing? I hope you're having an outstanding day. This is episode number 126 of the Back to Me podcast with Effia Salter. And we are talking about why you shouldn't fake it until you make it and how we're doing manifesting all wrong and really how to accept gifts from the universe. Have a listen. Let me know what you think and take care. I'll see you soon. Hi, my friends. Welcome. This is the Back to Me podcast, and this is Heather, and I am super excited that you're here. You are going to hear some tips and some tricks and some ideas to help you live your happiest and healthiest self. I call it Back to Me because when you are taking care of yourself, Back to Me, then you can take better care of others, and we can all make the world a better place. This is Wellness Your Way, and I am super happy that you're here. Hello, my friend. I hope you're having an outstanding day. This is Heather. This is the Back to Me podcast. This is the super amazing Friday edition where I get to talk to some really, really cool people and awesome human beings. And today's awesome, awesome human being is, I'm going to say it wrong now that I'm thinking (laughs) about it. Ifia, Effia. Effia. Effia Salter. (laughs) Thank you being understanding i can butcher the easiest of names and we're going to talk about a ton of things of course they're all about how to help you be your best you and maybe unstick you a little bit but um let's just go right into it so hi welcome hello thank you for having me absolutely yeah and i there were so many so many ways that we could have approach this and so many topics we could have talked about i felt like we could have done a whole month worth of topics of podcasts but the first thing that i i always am super interested in is what brought you into what you do now Mm -hmm. i think there were many points in my life that brought me into the work that i do now as a mindset manifestation coach and of course podcast host as well And I think one of the things is the role that mentors had in my life from a very young age. So I was actually in and out of the care system until I left for university. I was in foster care, then I was in adoptive care. And actually, when I was 14, my mom passed away. My adoptive parent passed away. And my mom was a single parent, which meant when she passed away, my siblings and I were orphaned which led to us going back into the care system again as teenagers. So for me, always growing up, whether it's teachers, university lecturers, family, friends, friends, these people have always had such an important role in shaping who I am today and allowing me to express myself fully. So even since I was like 13 in school and starting after school groups or helping kids learn how to read. It was always something that I felt like I want to give back because I'm receiving so much from other people. And then in terms of spirituality, again, that has always been a big part of my life in that my mom was a very spiritual person. We grew up in, around a Tibetan monastery when I was 10. Oh, we lived next so- to a Tibetan monastery. And um, so we became Buddhist and our, it was such a small town that we grew up in. Like when I tell people I grew up in a small town, they're like, small and I'm like no I mean I went to four other I went to school with four of the kids small so it was like a tiny (laughs) tiny town so because there's only like 
10 to 20 kids in the whole town. Like we spent a lot of our time over at the monastery, hanging out with the monks and nuns, and it was just very normal for us. So for me, going into spirituality and learning more about conscious manifestation as an adult, it really didn't feel that far away from my scope of reality. It really felt like remembering something I already knew. And I wanted to help other people who were either at the beginning of their spiritual journey or they've been on their spiritual journey for a while, but wanted to really find that sense of home in their self and feel really grounded and confident in who they were and what they were doing. And part of the reason I'm so passionate about that is because, of course, it's a journey that I'm, I'm constantly on, that I'll be on for the rest of my life too. Right. And it's true. Um, I would, because I, I've, I listened to lots of podcasts and one that I was just listening to yesterday was saying, you know, you think when you get to this point that it's done and you can chill, but no, it just means you've moved a level and you got to keep playing and keep going and it doesn't end. And that's kind of a good thing because when it ends, that's kind of like you're moved on to the next dimension, kind of moving on, right? Absolutely. And that's, it's hard. It's hard to, like, I was listening to, so random that I was listening to a podcast today that had a guest where he was talking about being in the care um, system. And um, he was in the U.S., and he said the norm in the care system where he was, was you ended up in prison and he somehow moved, was able to move himself out of it. And I was just thinking, oh my gosh, like that's so heartbreaking that you just get to that. So many people in that system feel a bit um, discarded almost, I think sometimes. I, I mean, so amazing that you didn't have, you didn't have that or you found your way past it, but it's challenging challenging growing up really <laughs> yeah it really is and to talk to that statistic as well when I got into uni you know I was told it's more likely for care leavers to end up in the prison system than to go to uni and when I was doing my master's I was the only care leaver at my university doing a master's and so they had asked me to go speak to some kids that were in a care home and kind of inspire them to come to university and we had about 20 kids that had signed up for this. I say kids, but I mean like teenagers. Right. Um, we had 20 people signed up for this. And I got there and there was one person. And we asked, you know, where are all the other people? And, and that person had basically explained that they didn't feel like there was any point in coming because even if they had these dreams, what was to say that these dreams were actually going to happen? Who was going to support them in getting through uni? Who was going to support them through getting the grades? And so it really is a bit of this catch-22 system that even if people want to break out, they don't feel fully supported in order to do that. And that it was really heartbreaking for me because I felt like I had been so fortunate and there were others like in very similar situations to me who just who just didn't have that. And if they could, it's, it's, it is heartbreaking that people, they think that they don't even want to dream it right and even entertain the the idea because they just assume their hopes will be crushed and um it's it is a hard journey um and you i mean i you pro you probably could have given them some something to help them move out of it right it's just like you don't have to give up on yourself like there are ways to get out of it um and often I find the ways you, to get out of things that not even just that kind of thing, but often the way out is not what you expected. Mm, right. Definitely. Um, there's an uh, author I know who 
calls it the universe is conspiring to shower you with blessings. Don't try to don't try to come up with the answers because your answers will be too limited compared to what the universe can come up with. But if you can hold that space a little bit, then maybe that can help you move out of that space. Did you ever go and try again to help that group or? No, I was in the last year of uni, so I actually didn't have an opportunity to go back, but I volunteered with a charity called Who Cares Scotland while I was in my last year of uni. And we did, you know, have some legislation changed to help support care leavers more and put some systems into place that I hope will be supporting more people to go to university. And actually, since I've left Scotland, the funding for care leavers has, has changed dramatically to the point where they are given serious funding to actually attend university, which actually really makes it possible. Like for me, I didn't, I had no idea there was funding or anything even available to me until I was in my third or fourth year at uni and I was told that, oh yeah, you could have had all of these subsidies and all of these things to support you. I'm like, oh, great. But you know, I didn't get the chance to have those things, but that gave me an opportunity to help other people learn about it. Or even um, we worked alongside some social working students to give them actual, you know, feedback from the people they were going to be supporting before they went into their courses too. So I think it's those small changes can really have an ongoing impact. And I hope moving forward that people do know that support is out there. Right. And maybe, maybe more support than you even expect, which is awesome. And so good that like things are shifting. And I feel like things are shifting in the world and more people are recognizing that they need to to help other people who are not feeling up uh like feeling like discouraged and down and there's all different forms of that going on these days obviously um and i i love the name what's the name of your podcast i really liked the name of your podcast the manifest edit do you want to hear the story of how yes. i came up with this title um, yes so I was on this Facebook group and someone had, they'd written a comment asking for advice and they'd obviously typed it on their phone or something. And um, she was talking about something that she'd manifested, but accidentally ran the two words together of manifested it. And it looked like manifest edit. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that's it. Manifested it, manifest edit. Like I love the double meaning. So that was how I came up with the podcast title. That's awesome. Yeah, that's not what I was expecting. I thought it was going to be something like, I had an idea of what I wanted and the universe edited it and gave me something even better. <laughs> and on manifesting. So is that what the, the vibes method is or is that separate? Yeah. So the vibes method is my five step method for aligned manifestation. And it's what I take my students and clients through to help them kind of create their own manifestation blueprint. Cool. Does it, do the, do the letters stand for something? Yes, so I can absolutely break it down for you. So basically, I had been on my own manifestation journey for a few years, and I had been having great success. I had graduated from my master's with a really good grade, like months before we were actually due to finish. I'd got all my coursework in early when at the beginning of the year, I was actually just not even showing up to classes because I didn't want to be there. I had traveled overseas on my own. I'd moved to Australia from Scotland, which is like as far as you can possibly move. <laughs> and I was really just like loving life. But more importantly than everything that was going on in my external reality was how I felt internally. I just felt incredible, amazing, loved myself wholeheartedly. And so 
having been on this journey and having had all those incredible results, I felt like, listen, I felt like the manifestation queen. I was like, I'm the manifestation pro. <laughs> and I had created this vision board and I was reflecting on it a couple of years later. And I was like, wait a minute, I didn't actually manifest any of the things that were on this vision board, which was quite confronting for me. But what I realized when I looked back over that vision board was the reason that none of those things had manifested was because I was approaching my manifestation process all wrong. And I think the way a lot of people are taught about manifestation is to set your intention, decide what you want to have and go from there. And I think that creates space for a disconnect because we shouldn't just be jumping into this is what I want to have, but this is who I want to be. And this is what I want to have that's in relation to who I want to be. So when I created my advice method, it was really a process of reverse engineering how I had manifested things into my reality and how I had supported other people to do the same in their realities as well. And so the first step of the advice method is embodying the vibe of your higher self, which looks at who do I want to be? How am I showing up currently? What is the gap between who I want to be and where I'm going? What are my values? Because these things are our core. And when you know who you are at an identity level, the way that you manifest things is, is completely different. And when you know who you want to be at an identity level, again, the way that you manifest things is completely different. And again, it is aligned. I had things on my vision board that I was like, oh, you know, I'm this age, I should have a house or I'll put this on here because I've seen this other person have it or this number of social media followers will make me look good. What I thought about the person that I wanted to be Mm, no those those things didn't really align with the person that I wanted to be and so from V we go into the I which is all around setting powerful and heartfelt intentions because anyone can have a dream right it's easy to say oh this is what I would like like to one day do but what's the difference between having a dream and that being something that you're actually committed to manifesting and that's what we look at when it comes to setting powerful intentions and I think we have to be you know, very conscious that um, it's, it's great to have dreams and that's a really great starting point, but you have to be willing to go beyond there and add in that level of, of commitment as well. It's so true that you, and I was, I don't know if you, have you heard of Mark Manson? Yeah, I have. Yeah. Have you read his book, The Subtle Art of? No, I haven't, but I know the title. <laughs> um, so I, I've read it. I've read it a couple of times and part of what he says he tells a story about when he was a kid he wanted to be he was intending he wanted to be a rock star he's he can visual himself visualize himself on the stage and the fans and playing the guitar but he um recognized much like he never became a rock star obviously and he recognized later it was because he wanted the end but he doesn't he didn't want the work to get to it and so there is that intention and visualization and all of that like and interestingly i was listening to someone else who's like figure out who that like you said who is that person that you want to be but then you have to work backwards from there saying well how do i move to become that person and it's a bit of it's a whole mind twist right (laughs) you gotta turn your brain upside down which is pretty exciting i love that kind of thing myself so um is that where the um uh what did we say don't why you shouldn't fake it until you make it is that where that comes from (laughs) yeah part of that is why um because when we're faking it until we make it we have okay this is who i'm not and this is who i'd like to be and i can pretend to be this person 
And, you know, I think this saying and this expression was made with good intentions, but we have to think about our language is incredibly powerful. And if the language that you're using to yourself on a daily basis is, I'm not there yet, I'm not there yet, I have to pretend that this isn't who I want to be, I have to not till I get there, you're affirming to yourself that you're not good enough, that you're not the person that you want to be over and over and over again. And something that I notice, especially in the space that I'm in, is when people are beginning their coaching journey that they might say, I'm aspiring coach or a new coach. And me personally, I would I would never want to work with someone who said they were like an aspiring coach. Like you're not gonna work with an aspiring personal trainer. You want to work with someone who's just straight up a personal trainer. An and aspiring brain surgeon. <laughs> yeah, like that's it's just not what you want. And I think honestly, particularly for women, is is where we we feel some kind of way about just having the audacity to say who we are and what we want and I don't know whether you've heard that statistic I think it was Sheryl Sandberg actually that shared that when applying for jobs men are more likely to put themselves out there for jobs that they're not qualified for whereas women are more likely to only apply for jobs that they're hit all the qualification points or are overqualified for whereas the men were just like to be like yeah I'm gonna apply for this job almost make the match and it's because they feel like oh well am I enough in order to apply for this thing and the same comes to faking it until we make it so what is the differentiation point between being an aspiring coach and being a coach like what's different and for me when I'm talking with my clients about anything that they want to manifest I'm very much impressing them on the mindset that that person that you want to become start showing up as that person today from this day forward you are that person and if you don't feel like that fits for you right now then it's your job to align your reality with that so it does feel true for you and I think it's it's a huge perspective shift for me when when I first figured this out and it did take some time to get on board with but when I could see it working in my life it just it made no sense to think any other way than this being true and it really does make such a difference how you view yourself because even from a subconscious level of how your mind operates is that everything comes down from our identity from our identity we have our beliefs we have our thoughts we have our actions we have our environment everything comes from that so if your identity is not good enough not there yet your actions your beliefs are going to be not good enough not there yet and it all really feeds into each other and it's just about what do you want to input into your system? Because it is working in the background with or without your input anyway. Yeah. And I, I talk to my clients so often about what's, what story is playing in the background that they're not even listening to. And I think it is interesting that about the words, words are super powerful. I mean, um, and when we say we're faking it till you make it, so you're telling yourself you're a faker. And of course you have imposter syndrome because you've been telling yourself that you're faking it, right? So it's, and that's, that's such a common thing in everything. And I have heard that statistic where men don't have, for some reason, now I won't say all men, because I know some male coaches with imposter syndrome, but it's that women are much more common to say, well, I, I can't do that. I'm not qualified enough yet. And women will hold themselves to such a much higher standard in general, generalizing. And I'm not sure where that, where that comes from. Maybe we just, because we're so new at the table, we think we have to be better to prove that we belong there. Yeah. Right. And it's so interesting that you were the manifesting queen, but, but you didn't manifest anything that was on your vision board. And I, I'm like, 
how is how is it that you you're aligning you just subconsciously aligned yourself with what you actually needed to manifest versus what was on your vision board and somebody else's idea of manifesting yeah i think you know i especially moving from scotland to australia it's and i've noticed the same thing in so many of my friends that are from the uk or from other countries who are now living in australia is that your timeline massively shifts so i look at people who i grew up with who i went to uni with and the trajectory that their life is following versus the trajectory my life is following and they are very different and when I first moved over here in fact not the first couple of years because I was just like oh living my best life but then <laughs> after the first couple of years and I'm seeing people buying their houses having kids getting married and stuff I'm like oh that's what I'm supposed to be doing that's what I should be doing and there's those external societal pressures but then there's also that that pressure that you you put on yourself and so I was trying to force a timeline that didn't really work with the reality that I was experiencing just because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. So when I gave myself permission to stop following what I was supposed to do and to actually follow what I wanted to do, that was when I really began the trajectory to manifesting my extraordinary life and decided that that was something that I wanted to help other people with too. And do you find like it's such an interesting distinction what you're supposed to do with what you want to do. And um, I think clients who have spent so much time in uh, jobs and versus uh, like entrepreneurs are a little bit better at it, but often people are so disconnected from what they want to do. They're just waiting for someone to tell them what they are. Oh, they're allowed to do. Right. So if society says it's time for our house and kids, okay, I guess that's what I want now because that's what's expected. So how hard do you find it is for some people to shift out of that? It can be very challenging, especially if so much of who you are is wrapped up into those like previous identities of I have to do things a certain way. And also depending on the external environment of who's around you. So let's say someone who is in a nine to five wants to become an entrepreneur. They're the first one in their family to do that. Maybe their partner is not completely on board with it or like they're trying to support them, but they don't know how their friends are like, this is kind of weird and crazy. That is going to be really challenging to break out versus if you have the support system that are like, Ooh, go chase your dreams, girl. And it's, it's just, it's about the external, but also the internal too. So there are so many factors at play, but ultimately it doesn't matter what's going on at the moment. What matters is where you want to go. And if you can allow yourself to, first of all, decide what it is you actually want, then you're miles ahead on the journey to actually getting there because some people will just not even allow themselves to see what they want in the first place. And when I first started working with people, the most common thing that I would get is, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I want. And now when people say that, I just call BS because often often I don't know what I want it's followed by I would want this if anything was possible but I don't know what I want and I'm like well actually the majority of people either know what they want straight up and are afraid to say it out loud know what they want are afraid that it won't work or don't know what they want but because they haven't actually given themselves permission to explore if I was allowed to choose what I want what would that be so a lot of the work I do is actually around helping women to create their own permission slips for the lives that they want to live rather than waiting for that external validation. 
Right. Yeah. It's interesting that you say that. I was speaking with a client um, not very long ago and I I did the same thing. I'm like, what do you want? And she she said she didn't know. I'm like, yes, you do know. And I sometimes I have to come out of it from like sideways. It's like, what don't you want? And sometimes if they often people can tell you what they don't want. And then sometimes you can sneak in sideways to what you do want. If they're so unwilling to even look at the possibility of anything. I mean, I was texting with someone earlier who was complaining about their job. I'm like, well, what do you want to do? Well, I might just quit. I'm like, okay, but then what do you want to do? And there it's just, dead air right it's like but you can do anything you know you can do anything especially especially right now in the world we are in right now i mean you can do anything right so look i'm talking to someone on the other side of the planet so are you it's funny that you said scotland is as far away as you could get because when my little brother got married he wanted to go as far away as he could so we went to new zealand from canada <laughs> his wedding it's like that's pretty far for us and yeah that's this whole side note sorry squirrel i get distracted um so in so i know you do a master class on manifesting and in that master class are you trying to help people kind of shift that vibe or yeah so i actually have a number of master classes so i'm not sure which one specifically you're talking to um <laughs> But I do have actually a free masterclass on the power of subconscious manifestation, um, which is yes, a great introduction for anyone. And yeah, that is about because often when we approach manifestation, we do come at it from a solely conscious level is if I just know what I want, then I'm going to be able to manifest it. And in actuality, manifestation is very much a subconscious process. I would say like 90% subconscious, 10% conscious. So even if up top, on conscious level, you're like, yep, this is what this is what I want. We also have those things like self-sabotage, self-doubt, all of those things that are happening subconsciously. And until you really have an understanding of how your subconscious mind works, how these processes are running in the background, you can't actually begin to use them to your advantage. And one of the things that I like to kind of analogies I like to use to help my clients get on board with this because it can sound scary like oh no my subconscious mind running in the background it's like sabotaging my life is yes but it's also like you have your own personal assistant running around in the background helping you to get stuff done and so unless you give your personal assistant like good directions on what you actually want to get done and I know this having had successful relationships with personal assistants and unsuccessful relationships with personal assistants you have to be super direct about what you actually want to happen and how you would like things to be done and when you can use your subconscious mind to help you get on board with that that means you can even be sleeping and your subconscious mind is working in the background to align your mind to those opportunities and to me that that makes it actually very exciting that you have this like unpaid helper on board to help you manifest right. your dreams amazing and, and so a super the, powerful helper too yeah exactly like wow your subconscious mind is everything you have in your life at this moment in time as a result of your subconscious mind helping you to create it and whether you are looking around at your life right now and you're like oh this is amazing and you're looking around at your life right now and you're like this is terrible either way your subconscious mind has an infinite amount of power into helping you shape and create your reality and if you even had one percent more control over that just think about the 
the power of the changes that you could make in your life. So that's what we really go into in the masterclass. It's a super short masterclass, very potent masterclass, and it's free too. So in the in the show notes, you can yeah. jump over to get that or just head to afiasalta.com forward slash freebie. Yeah. Um, yes. All ways to get in contact will be in the show notes for sure. And I had, just as you're talking, I had a, a thought about um, the when people are trying to make a change, uh, not only will their sub, so, you know, it's, do you surround yourself with the people who are like, you're crazy. And I was listening to a podcast recently where he was saying, well, often other people's doubt is them just reflecting back to you your own internal doubt. So if someone is saying to you, uh, are you sure about that? Are you sure that that's for you? Maybe your subconscious is up there holding a sign. <laughs> She's not ready. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my gosh. Seriously. Can you imagine if your subconscious mind, I mean, I've done lots. I, I had an, an interview on a, my, on the podcast a while back with the hypnotherapist and we were talking about how the subconscious mind is really working really hard, doing their best to what they think you want or need and to keep you safe and happy. And true, if you're like, this is crappy, well, up upgrade your software, right? Upgrade your software is how I often think of it. And do you use kind of um, uh, hypnosis type things for reprogramming? Yeah, how do you so approach it? Um, I have my certifications in clinical hypnotherapy and neurolinguistic cool. programming, EFT. And yes, that's absolutely some tools I will use to help people. I, what I particularly love about hypnosis is it's just for the person on the other side. It's very easy just to sit back and listen to a nice relaxing story and not really think too deeply about it. Whereas sometimes a lot of the work that we're doing more consciously, like the journaling or other tools you're you're like having that conscious pushback but with with hypnosis you're so relaxed and you are actually like without getting too deep <laughs> you're bringing yeah. down your um your critical faculty which is your internal bs meter so all those things that would normally come up when you're like i'm gonna manifest my dreams and then your, your mind's like no you're not all of those <laughs> layers just fall away and just allow you to see the brilliance that is you. So I, I love hypnosis as a tool. And I actually have um, a hypnosis called a gift from the universe, which is about manifesting daily gifts from the universe, whether that is compliments, money, how you feel about yourself, just, just beautiful little nudges from the universe in the day to day. Because I think if you can acknowledge those, those daily gifts, those daily moments of presence, it makes it much easier to think about manifesting those bigger things, those bigger dreams, because the universe is, like you said earlier, is always conspiring in your favor. And the more that you can see that, the easier it becomes to, to push yourself past the confines of what you currently think is possible. And I think it's just it's so beautiful to witness that in, in other people and and to see them go from strength to strength, not only in the like external of manifesting more but the internal, the way they, they show up differently, like sitting taller on calls or uh, <laughs> there's certain things I'll, I'll try and help my clients adjust their language in certain things. To begin with, they'll be like using language, which is not maybe entirely conducive to their success. Then they'll be using that language. And then as soon as they said something, oh no, I know I'm not supposed to say that. And then by the end, it's just like not even part of their vocabulary anymore because they're like, I am just trying to think of a way to describe this without using expletives, but they're <laughs> I think, yeah, I think hypnosis is super powerful. I mean, I love it. And I'm not, I, 
not, I don't do it. I mean, I do it for myself, but um, I think it's one of the most powerful ways to shift quickly, really, and get down to underneath the, what did we call it? There's uh, a hypnotherapist I know calls it like your, uh, like, that's like the bouncer at the door so won't let oh, your thoughts in. Faculty, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, your critical faculty is like, I see him as this big burly guy. It's like, no, you're not getting in. You got to like relax him, send him off with some geisha girls or something, let him chill out while you, <laughs> while you and your, your VA get down to the business. And I love that you call it a gift from the universe. I know um, a woman with a business who calls it cookies from the universe. She's like, mm. it's like they're throwing you biscuits. <laughs> I love that. Right. It's my um my love language is gifts, gifts. I love receiving gifts. I love giving gifts. So I was like a gift from the universe. Yes, this is, this is it. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. A gift from the universe. Totally cool. So um I know you gave your uh we talked about your master class and your website is just your name, right? Yes. Yes. And um they can reach out to you, they can just grab the master class. Uh, just sign up for it. Is it, is it an ongoing? So the, yeah, the masterclass is on demand. So as soon as mm. you enroll, you'll automatically be able to watch it. I also have the podcast, the manifest edit podcast and everywhere online. You can find me just my first name, last name, sometimes with an underscore, but it'll come up anyway. She's everywhere. That's I what am. I love. That's Only what person. I love about our world. <laughs> yeah. Only that's what I love about our world right now. We can be everywhere and still in one place. Exactly. Right? We're dimensionally expanded. Like that's that so film, um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. I don't think I've seen that one. Oh, you okay. need to watch it. It's, it's very, very weird, <laughs> but interesting. Um, those are my favorite kinds. <laughs> okay. I'm writing it down. I will check it out. Beautiful. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for sharing. Um, I always come out with something, some new knowledge or some new shift. And that's what I love, love about all of my awesome celebrities. So thank you so much. Before oh, you. you go, though, I always ask, do you have a final word of wisdom? Oh, a final word of wisdom. Mm, you know what? I think today my word of wisdom would be just to look for more everyday magic. There are so many moments happening all around us all the time. And I think we've just become a little bit numb and immune to how incredible our world actually is. Sometimes they'll be outside and they'll just look up at the sky and like, wait, we just accepted that clouds are moving day in, day out. And the sky is just up there. <laughs> and I think, you know, like looking for those everyday moments of magic or even just trying to add a little bit, 1% more magic into other people's lives. So I'm always smiling at strangers, telling them their outfits look amazing, hyping people up because that little 1% of effort it's taken you might have added 10% more to, to someone else's day and it all comes back around. So I'm not saying that just be nice because you're like, haha, I'm collecting my karma points and this is going to make my life amazing. <laughs> and this, you know, just add magic because it feels good to add, add that magic into other people's lives. And I think we all have, you know, our responsibility to to add some of that into to making this planet a, a nice home for, for all of us while we get the opportunity to be here. That's awesome. That's super awesome. And I do love those moments. I go out into the woods and look at the birds and I'm just like, oh, my God. I like when I see a cardinal, my day is made. It's my favorite bird. So, whew. 
Thank you. Thank you for adding magic to everyone's lives. Thank you. And you. My friends out in podcast land, check the show notes, connect, check out the masterclass, just check out all this good vibe that's coming your way. I hope you're having an amazing day. Enjoy the rest of your week. Take care. I will see you soon. Hi, my friend. Thanks so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you found it useful and you're like me and you like like helping others, please feel free to share this. Give it a like. Give it a comment. If you found something useful in it, there's a chance that someone else will find something useful as well. Also, if you have any questions at all, I can absolutely help and I would love to help you can email me at heather at prosperityflowcoaching.com if you want more of this awesome content you can follow me on instagram heather stewart coaching you can follow me on facebook prosperity flow coaching and I have a personal request I want to help as many people as I can with these podcasts and if you could give me a review hopefully a good one (laughs) if you could share if you could send this out into the world I would truly appreciate it. I hope you have an amazing day and I hope that you find your way to wellness by getting back to me. Take care, my friend.